Hey everyone, BT here. Surprise, surprise, Joe Rogan in the news again. This time it's because Spotify decided to remove 70 of his episodes from their catalog last week based on not anything to do with the pandemic or the misinformation around COVID, but rather around racially insensitive language. This conversation between David and I spirals from not just about Joe Rogan, but from all of what's happening over the course of history and how people are responding to this. Is this about race? Is this about money? Is this about being a voice of a generation in power? Uh, I think that's going to be shown sooner or later, but that's what this episode is about. So I appreciate if you come on in and take a listen and come in with an open mind because it does get fairly interesting. Let's go. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Yeah, it seems like every day the news is changing rapidly. So let me first of all, let everybody know that we're going to be as timely as possible on this. But even when you listen to this on this beautiful Thursday, when this hits your feed, shit can change quick. Yeah. I think that's going to be well, the it's lesson. It's changing about every five it's seconds. It's changing right about now, every five right? seconds. So there's a lot going on. So we're going to start by talking today, I think about, you know, the Joe Rogan drama and the drama around Spotify and what's gone on, what's gone on over the course of the last week. So just to bring everybody up to speed last week, there were, I mean, I guess if you go even further into that, there were some artists who were claiming that Joe Rogan was spreading COVID misinformation and wanted their music pulled from the platform. So all that to say last week, Spotify responded by pulling 70 episodes from Joe Rogan's catalog on Spotify. That brings a total of 113 of his episodes that are no longer available on that platform, 70 of which came from last week. And it wasn't because of misinformation, misinformation right. around which everybody the was wondering, like, why were they pulling the episodes that they did? Yeah. Because the Malone and McCullough episode, which caused all this to get ignited, right. didn't get pulled. Yeah. Still available. So right. these were pulled apparently what CEO Daniel Eck of Spotify called racially insensitive language. So they, they purged those episodes. Most of them came pre pandemic. So it has nothing to do with information. That is no longer the case. So fast forward to last weekend, Joe Rogan posted a video on his Instagram because in light of all of this, it became about race and it became about the use of the N-word on his show. So um, India RE came out and provided a short clip of the 12 years of Rogan using this word. And Rogan came out and said, this is the most regretful, regretful, excuse me, and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. And it was actually a really good video. He apologized and... He said it was taken out of contest, but it's not my word to use. So that brings us up to date now. Um, the latest I've heard is Spotify is not going to silence Joe Rogan. They don't want to silence Joe Rogan. They realize he is a huge boom for the platform. However, people are starting to take notice and legacy media is starting to pile on. So you can go out there and you can look. What I want to start off by talking about right now is if you scroll through those videos and if you go to the bottom and look at the comments, you are going to see that the majority of those comments are pro-Rogan. Whether you like him, whether you you listen, whether you're a fan or not, 
it seems to me that this is transferred over into more of a conversation around the freedom of speech, the freedom to speak your mind and uh, the freedom to be able to, you know, to put information out there regardless of, uh, of what it is. Now, Joe Rogan does do a lot of, he did come out and say he's not particularly um, always a hundred percent accurate with his facts, but he does a pretty damn good job. So he I doesn't think have to be. Yeah. He doesn't have to be 100% accurate with his facts. Yeah, who is? He's right? a fucking talk show host and a comedian. He doesn't, yeah. there, I don't see any reason why he, he, number one, he's not telling people what to do as he gets accused of all the time. But where does it, where is it written that he has to be accurate with his facts? He's, he's not in a position where that's, ne- where that's necessary. It, it, you know, he's not, he's not violating any of our social norms where, like with hate speech or anything like that. He never does anything like that. He is an inquisitive guy who is basically a talk show host. And, I, you know, it's interesting. If you go back and you look at talk show hosts, if you look at Mike Douglas, if you look at Phil Donahue, um, uh, the Oprah Winfrey, like the, the people that have, that have hosted talk shows over the last 30, 40, 50 years, um, we've always talked about sensitive subjects in those places. And it's always been a place of different opinion, right? It's like, well, here's this person's opinion. You can choose to agree with it or choose not to agree with it. And Rogan does the same thing. So, you know, I think the way that I look at this is that we have gone to a place of really fucked up values. It used to be, and it sh- and in my opinion it should be, that if we have an issue with something, the idea should be that we can come out and debate this issue and then hear opposing sides to it so that we can think. Because the idea of listening to different sides is is not to this person's right, this person's wrong. It's to actually find out what the truth really is. And Joe's a truth seeker. He looks in areas that, that are very interesting to him, uh, where, where there is a sense of curiosity for himself. And, and then he interviews people that know more because he wants to know, he wants to hear the different opinions. He really wants to know what the truth is. So the idea that we're living by today is that if there's an accepted narrative in society or by certain groups of individuals, and, they, and they're going to claim that they own that narrative or that narrative is the truth, then the idea is that they don't want to hear anything else from anybody. And if you say anything that that is different than their narrative, that they're going to remove you from society, right? That's not the society that, that we, that is, that's not, that is, that is not progressive, right? Right. That is not us as human beings learning to accept each other, learning to, to find more things that are the same about ourselves instead of more things that are different. Talk about hate speech. Canceling someone out is hate. That's hate. That's, that's, I, I disagree with you so much that I cannot tolerate you even existing. You should be removed from everything. That's, and what's, hate. And that's what's, hate. What's interesting about that is the people on that side of the argument don't see it that way. They, they feel like they're doing a great justice or a service to all of us by that's removing right. this person. So you and I had a chance to watch the, the video that was put out by NDRE that had the, um, the use of the N word over the course of the 12 years that Rogan has been doing his podcast. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was clearly taken out of context. And Rogan said that no matter what the context was, I I shouldn't use it. It's not my word to use. And when we were having this conversation, you were, 
you were frustrated by the apology at large. And we've had this conversation before around when individuals come out and apologize. It happened, um, you know, with Tiger Woods as well. Like when he came out and apologized and instead of just owning his infidelity, he apologized and had a big to do and a big news conference and those sorts of things. And you were frustrated by that. Can you talk a little bit about, about what that is? Because here's my frustration with this. I feel like this, there's two things at play here. There's some jealousy around this and there's some money around this. Joe Rogan signed a big fat contract when yeah. he came over to Spotify. Yeah. And a lot of these artists are sitting there saying to themselves, we've been on this platform and we built this platform. NDRE even said, this platform is built on the backs of musicians. How can you pay this person this amount of money and allow him to spew the hate that he spews? First of all, I don't think he was spewing hate. I think all those clips put together, yes, they were right. they were awful, but ridiculous. But let's talk right. about that. Is this about money? Is it about jealousy? What is this shit? So look, so... Look, I, I, that article, the, the idea that, that Spotify was built on the backs of musicians is completely incorrect, okay? It was built on the backs of the people that own the company. They're providing a service. Now, the service is, is they're going to give you exposure. They're going to take your, your information, your music, your music, whatever, and they're going to expose it publicly, right? Now, you're, as, as an artist, the idea is that you want the most exposure that you can so that you can get paid for your work. And, I, and one thing I will say is, is what has happened to the music industry over the last couple de- decades is, is horrific. I, I'm totally with them on that idea. They've been robbed and ripped off like crazy. But that's not what this is. If anything, the, the idea to bring Rogan to Spotify increases their exposure because Rogan has such a huge following. They're not paying Rogan a hundred million because two people are following him. They're paying him a hundred million because he has global exposure and to bring him to the platform brings other people to the platform that should help your music, not take it down. That's why he's being paid a hundred million because of his popularity and his ability to bring people to the platform. If, if you have the ability to bring people to the platform, then they should pay you $100 million. But if you don't, and I'm not criticizing anybody's art here, if your art is not, is not being appreciated and being spread by people that appreciate the work and like it and coming to it, then you don't deserve to get anything beyond what it is. Rogan deserves it because he brings what he brings to the platform, which is people, not message. Right. It's not message. Yeah. They don't give a shit about Rogan's message as long as it's not something that's nuts. Although I I get it. People argue about, about that. But the thing is, is that he's a talk show host and a comedian. He's done a show for 12 years. The show has built to, to where he is. He is the most popular voice around the world. People, people are listening to him. And when I say listening to him, I mean, people are listening with their ears to what he's saying. It, everybody is listening for different reasons. And and this is a big part of this. Joe has a very wide range of different individuals with backgrounds and accomplishments and ideas and beliefs that he comes in and he interviews. It's not just about one thing at all. I mean, probably the 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 biggest, like if you were going to look at what is the biggest messages on the platform, it's probably MME right, yeah, and, MMA, and yep. comedy because yep, that's exactly. what he's involved in. Those, those are his, his those that's are his, his tribe. Things. That's yeah. his people. Yeah. But Joe Rosgan also loves the Egyptians and the pyramids and the, and the people that believe in a little mystery and like yeah, there's, aliens. A little, there's a little <laughs> alien stuff going yeah. on there. Like there's, there's fun stuff yeah. that's in there because he's a very curious man. 
but but you have to look at the business. And this is where people get this really, really mixed up. If you if you are jealous of, and you're envious of somebody else, and that makes you angry, and you don't understand, and if you're coming from the idea where you're entitled, and you don't understand how business works, you're going to look at somebody else, and then you're going to find a reason not to like them and a reason to be angry with them. You're probably making more money because Rogan's bringing people to 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 Spotify. So to be mad at him because of the deal that he got, because he built an enormous following, is completely irrational. Yeah. It had, one has nothing to do with the other. Now, if you take a look at the use of the N-word, and here's the, here's the thing that I was frustrated about. I'm not frustrated about the fact that he apologized. I think Joe is a very intelligent person. He, he, he has, let's put it like this, he did not build the show that he built without being a smart guy, okay? Let's just lay that down first before you get into any agreement or disagreement with him. How he responds to something, people should be pay very close attention to because if you're going to immediately just get emotional and say, I disagree with him, you got to remember something. It's probably the reason that you disagree with him is the reason you don't have what he has, if, if that's what it is that you're looking for. Like, otherwise, I don't know why the hell anybody would be interested to begin with. But when this first happened, you and I had a conversation about the amount of hate that this would bring forward for people that are jealous and that they're envious, right? right? So when a person, when he comes out and he apologizes for something, I think Joe's going, which war do I want to fight here, Right. He is not promoting a message that has anything to do with the N-word, okay? He's not promoting any kind of racial ideology on that show. His war is about free speech, the ability to have conversation and bring the truth. He knows that if he gets too focused on this one battle, it'll get him bogged down in the weeds. What I got frustrated about was the fact that it happened in the first place. Now, I will... I thoroughly, thoroughly admit I have not listened to every show that they've taken down and in every nuance in the way that that word was used right, on the, the show. So I don't know. But what I'm, what I do understand, it was used in description, not in accusation, right? In other sure. words, he wasn't calling anybody that word. He wasn't insinuating that anybody is that word. He wasn't using that word to tear anybody down. He was using that word in conversation with other people in where that in places where that word has been used in history, especially in comedy, going back into the 70s and even in the 60s, and, and when it was used on television uh, in the 70s, sure. right? So they were having conversations about that word. And at that time, when he was doing it, instead of saying the N-word, he said the actual word. Yeah. But he was just using it in the conversation. So now we have got a problem. And, 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 and this is what frustrated me about what Joe said. It has now come to this place where there is one group of people that are allowed to use that word. And, it, and it's true. Like from a societal perspective, there's one group of people that are allowed to use this word. They can use it any way they want, but nobody else is allowed to use it. And even if a person use it, even if they were just giving you the definition of the word, society wants them canceled. Yes. You're done. You're over. Yes. It's it. Um, and I think that that's wrong. I think that that's very, very dangerous because if it can happen with one word, how many words, where, where's that going to stop? Right. right now? I think that if a person uses it in a way that is discriminatory or hate 
or judgment, if they use in any of the ways that we know that that word is an ugly word, then absolutely the, it should, it, the person needs to stop doing it and apologize for what they've done. But to take a word and give it to just one group of individuals and smear anybody else that has anything to do with that word, it, it is it's appalling. And, and I hear something that I want to put out there because I don't hear anybody talking about this. I was, I was born in the mid-60s, so I remember growing up and hearing words like, not just that word, but a lot of words used that were discriminatory words in various different ways and how that has kind of morphed through time, right? Um, where there were times where it was used for humor, times where it's used for hate, times where these words are used for all different kinds of things, jokes, comedy. And as time goes on, all of these things take on different meanings. So when you look back at five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, as somebody using any kind of what we would consider a derogatory or a racial word in any way, and it was, it was somewhat, somewhat acceptable the way that they used it then, but we're going to hold them to the level of awareness and standards that we're following today and then basically try to erase them because of something that they did when it actually was okay to do it whether right or wrong, right? Number one, that's not okay. But I think that, I think that with this, this, this idea that all, some groups of people have glommed onto the idea that if you're racist, um, that is the worst thing in the world and that, and that you should, and, and because it's the worst thing in the world, it gives them a false power that gives them the ability to cancel people. So what's happening all over well, I'm going to say all over the world, in a lot of areas right now, is that it's being used as a weapon for anybody that they disagree with. All I have to do is say, you're racist, and boom, you get canceled. But I think that we're doing society in a, an extraordinary disservice by doing that. By weaponizing that idea is very dangerous. There are people, and I can't say everybody, so I'm not saying everybody, but what I am saying is a lot of people have worked very hard to resolve the issues of their ancestors' mistakes and ignorance and work very hard not to allow that into their generation and to work on making those changes. And when you then associate where a person is now with all the pain and suffering that happened, you know, 150 years ago, that, that, is, that is a horrible thing to do. And in my mind, it's equivalent to any kind of oppression that we have tried to overcome throughout all of the history around the world. People over the last few generations have been waking up to the sins of the past and, and working very diligently to try to, to, to work away from those things and come to a more loving society and a society that is in more agreement and working together and working in harmony. And there's always people that are out there that, um, uh, that don't believe that and, and do have hate in their hearts. But for the majority of individuals, that's not who they are. And because a person has a different opinion or sees life different, to just use that as the weapon to shut them up is as bad as the original sin was itself. Sure. And that's, I think we have to wake up to that. We've got to put a stop to it. All, all sides have to put a stop to this. 
Because until we do that, we can't come back together. Yeah. Because to come together, we have to accept our disagreements, right? Sure. We have to accept disagreements. It is now getting to the point where if you say, if you, if you are aligning with the free speech idea in the Constitution, that's almost considered hate speech. Now, to say that you're a free speech is considered hate speech. And people are getting canceled and they're getting marginalized because they're trying to say, hey, I'm coming from the free speech part of this thing so that we can have a conversation. And they're like, oh, you're one of those. That's oh, just you're, further, you're further divide, further right. divides us. But so we can't accomplish anything without free speech. And I was taught, we were talking about this over the weekend. I was talking to a group of people and I said, listen, we got to be very careful here because everything that's in our constitution and the constitutions of other democratic societies around the world are things that allow us to be free. They're principles, they're ideas, they're values that allow us to be free. And in order for all of them to work, we have to have free speech. Because if we don't have free speech, it's, it's, we, we run into the, we, here's the problem we run into. We can't debate each other without free speech. Because to debate each other is to, is to not argue. That's not the idea. The idea is to find the truth that we can agree on so that we can move forward as a society. But if a person cannot talk their belief out openly and work through disagreements and ignorance, we can't get to that truth to work together as a society. All we do is we divide each other, and then it becomes a dictatorship. It's no longer a free speech society. It's that the powers that be that say that this is what's acceptable at the time, make that acceptable, and everybody else is marginalized because of it. And that's the road that we're on. And it's a fucking dangerous road. Yeah. Like people don't realize the serious situation that we're in as a global society right now with this division. It's not just in the United States. It's all over the fucking world. This division that we have, and then we're, we're attempting to erase the tool that will allow us to get rid of the division is speech and people are, I mean, there's certain people that know this and other people that are buying into it because they don't actually realize what's happening right now. This has been written through all of history. Every totalitarian society, every dictatorship is because one narrative was allowed and everything else was, was removed based on the idea, the premise, the belief of the person who was the dictator at the time. And Here's, here's the scary part about this. This is the part that's fucking terrifying. The only way that those things were ever stopped was through violence. It's never peacefully been, been turned over, even when the United States was created. You've got the Revolutionary War. Like it has, People have had to fight and die in order to be free to get to a place of peace. Now, it's, you know if you just think about that on, on the surface, it's kind of crazy, but, the, but here's the thing. You cannot rationalize with a dictator. You can't say, hey, listen to my side of the story, right? Just understand my perspective. Try to understand where I'm coming from and why I think what I think. And, and, and hear a difference of opinion. It's not allowed. Right. What happens if we, if we go too far over that line, T, 
there's not going to be any coming back. Well, it's not. And if we do come back, it's not, it's not a quick comeback. This is like years and years, decades, generations yes. to get anything like that back. Yes. I love the distinction between arguing versus debate because they are two very, very different things. I think a lot of people nowadays just want to argue and many of them, not to speak for them, but I be, believe in my opinion, many of them are arguing just because they're following the side that they think is going to end up being, I don't want to say win, but they're the ones that are not going to be wrong. They're on the right side of it. So they align themselves with the, um, they're arguing on this side because they don't want to be on the wrong side of history. And right. I fear that if we continue to do that, and if we don't learn to get back to what made this country great, which is debate, which is having conversations, reaching across, listening to people, I first and foremost, listen to people and then make up your own opinions. And here's another thing that I heard just today when I was listening to something, you don't have to have an opinion on everything. No. You don't have to have it, but more and more people think, okay, here's this, we'll bring back Rogan into the face. Here's this Rogan situation with Spotify. You don't have to have an opinion. You can remain neutral, but it seems like more and more people are either for what is happening, cancel the son of a bitch, or they're against it and being yes. like, why in the hell would you do that? You're taking away freedom of speech. You don't have to have an opinion. And I think that's where more and more we just further and further divide ourselves moving forward. So get, so let me just, let me just piggyback off of that. The reason so many people are having an opinion where at one time they'd be like, this isn't my issue, I don't want to get involved in it, is because of how dangerous the time is that we live. If you take the chance and you accidentally become on the wrong side of an issue, you get canceled, yeah. right? So people are, people are living in such extraordinary fear right now. Um, that they're making decisions that they would not consciously make 20 years ago because sure. they weren't living in the fear. All they're concerned with is, am I saying the right thing? This puts us back hundreds of years into dictatorships and kings and monarchies and people living with tyrants where they couldn't say or do the wrong thing. And if your neighbor called you out, if they accused you, right? You were killed. The Salem witch trials, yeah. right? If you go back to the Salem witch trials, all you had to say was that your neighbor was a witch. And, that was it. and they put you through uh, a, a torture death scenario where it's kind of like, we're going to torture you till either you say that you are or, and that, and if you, and if you say you are, then we burn you at the stake right. or until you die, which proves that you're not a witch. Yeah. Right. Like there was no way out. Yeah. There was no way out. And it's history repeating itself. It is history repeating itself. Yeah. But, but we have to look at because people are, are also asking, how do we get out of this? That's, that's my question. We get out of it by talking about how we got into it and, and the idea of what actually keeps a person free. It is not one narrative that keeps a person free. If human beings cannot self-reflect through their brothers and sisters on this planet, the way that we are designed is we will go down whatever road we get hyper-focused on, whether it's right or wrong, crazy or sane. Like this has been written about through all of time in, in literature. We need each other to keep ourselves sane. But in order to do that, we have to agree. We have to agree to hear each other out, to talk about things, to self-reflect, to be able to get reflection from somebody else, for somebody else to have the the freedom to say, listen, I think your thoughts are going a little off the edge there, and here's the reason why. And a person sitting back and going, okay, let me listen to what this person's saying and see if this makes any sense. But that's the tool that we're getting rid of. And if we don't have that tool, people have to realize we can't get out. Sure. And even the people, because here's the thing, there's a lot of people right now 
that are using that tool of cancellation and they don't realize how close they are to the day that it's going to be used on them. Right. Right. Well, look at what happened to the rock. Yeah. With the rock. Yeah, absolutely. So over the weekend, clearly, I mean, he came out last week and said that, you know, he was in support of Joe Rogan, you know, keep fighting the fight. He he realizes the importance and the value of freedom of speech. We want to make absolutely sure that you are, you know, you're doing what you can to, to keep that fight going for us. And then he had to backpedal when someone pointed out that, Joe Rogan used the N-word repeatedly in his show over the course of 12 years. So then he basically backpedaled and he said that, that sh- that's no good. He shouldn't have done that. Blah, 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 blah. And, and, he, then, and he said he didn't know that, that, that he said that he didn't the know. content. Th- yes. So, so, so let me just pause you before you tell the rest yeah, of the story. Yeah, yeah, so sure. that, that does tell you one thing, that he's not listening to the show. Exactly. Right? And the majority of people who are coming that's out against right. Rogan are not. That's right. That's yeah. where you were saying you don't need to have an opinion. People have an opinion. They yeah. haven't even fucking listened to this guy's show. Yeah. Okay, go on. Exactly. The so then so then, just, I think this was just, what, just yesterday or just a few days ago as yeah. we taped this, there was some footage from when The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson was The Rock. Many people may not know he was a freaking professional wrestler, the biggest in the world at one point in time. He came out and uh, there was a video that surfaced that was put out in a tweet. I think Tim Pool put Tim, it out. Yeah, Tim Pool yeah. put it out basically saying, thank you, The Rock, for speaking out against racism, showing The Rock in his character of his wrestling persona, basically uh, slamming and making fun of the Swedish language and making fun of the Chinese language using hurtful and racist you know, content dialect. dialect. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, how far back that goes in that time, it was probably acceptable. Now it's not, but you see everybody has a skeleton in that closet, right. even the rock who came out, you know, That's the right. rock could do no wrong, but now I'm sure his camp is thinking, Holy shit, we can get canceled now because of what's been said here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. And and every one of us has something yes. of that in our past. 100%. It used to be okay that we could make fun of each other. Yes. And at making in fun of each other, we actually got stronger as people. Yeah. You know, but now it's like, oh, you can't do that because no. it hurts my it hurts my feelings. So that so this idea that's been flipped that nobody can do anything that upsets you or or makes you feel uneasy or hurts your feelings that they have to stop them only makes people weaker. It doesn't make them stronger. It does not make anybody stronger. We only get stronger through standing up to resistance, right? Yeah. These people that want to cancel got a fight on their hands. They got to, because more and more people are waking up to the idea of what's going to happen. And, and they need to go back and they need to, research their history. Well, absolutely. And not only that, but we live our lives on social media. I mean, you know, television, these, these actors, these comedians, these people who said things back in 2008. I mean, some of Joe Rogan's content was from back in 2008. That was 14, you know, years ago. You see these types of things, you know, like when he first launched his podcast, when I saw that number four got pulled, I'm thinking, God, that was a poorly produced, just a guy in a microphone talking in his basement. Right. So you start to see that everybody has a skeleton in their closet. And I used to see this quite often with sports figures when these kids who got a Twitter account when they were 12 started spouting off some ridiculous things. And then they finally make it to a place where they're hugely successful, making millions and millions of dollars. Again, there's that money piece. And then these tweets will surface about something that they said, a homophobic slur, a a racial slur, something along those lines. And they attempt to get canceled because of that. People have lost scholarships because of it. People have lost endorsements because of it. And it's because people are sitting there weaponizing all of this social media imprint that we leave behind. So it's very interesting to see 
how this goes. I mean, this show, you know, when we, when we're on the show, we seem to talk a lot about Rogan, but he is at the forefront of this fight right now. And it is a fight for our lives. And I know that you said, it sounds a little dramatic when you say it's a fight for your life, but if you lose that freedom of speech, that is a major tenet of what this country was built upon. If you lose that, what's the next domino to fall? That's right. We have to realize something. So, and it's interesting that, that, that's the way that you choose to describe describe that. So let's think about something. For a long time, the problem that we've been is that both the right and the left have weaponized ideologies to make the other look evil as hell. Politically, right? This has been going on forever. Like if people remember when I've, I've told them, you want to see something that will blow your mind, go to the Lincoln Museum in Springfield, Illinois, and walk through the debate section and walk through the media section of that of that history museum. It is fascinating as to uh, how hateful the things were back then. And you when you when you look at this, so the the the, the thought that I was that I was thinking about is that in today's society we are we are we're looking at through a lens of what? What is the lens that we're actually looking through, right? Are we looking through a lens of education and understanding, or are we looking through a lens of fear? If your person's looking through a lens of fear, they're immediately going to do do what? They're going to look for what makes them safe. Sure. What actually makes them safe? So just, just I want, repeat what you just said a minute ago. About... Just about like the weaponizing yeah, of the weaponizing. Re- yeah. Repeat how you said that. Well, just basically the weaponizing of how people are utilizing their, you know, history of what you said and what you typed out. It lives there forever, and I, I, I don't, I can't remember exactly what I said. But so, so you, what you were saying was, in the weaponization of that, it sounds dramatic. Oh, hundred percent. Right? right, or to. Right to say to, to use the terminology of uh, this could cost you your life sounds dramatic. yeah yeah that was very dramatic cost right. you your life yeah so where I was going with this because I I lost my train of thought sure. for a second so where I was going with this was we've cried wolf so many times with these things yeah. people are not realizing that this is the real deal this time yeah it, it actually this is this real. is the real deal yeah the, before actu- you're right yeah Cry we're actually we're actually at the line where if this we like we may have already gone too far over. Yeah. It is it is uh, extremely dangerous position that we're in with this idea that one one side's wrong and they we should hate them and extinguish them because another side feels that they're right and that and that we're losing free speech and people won't even have consideration of another person because the whole idea is that if I disagree with you I'm going to take away everything from you in in uh, a mass. Uh, attack yeah. on something that I actually have an issue with that I should be working on myself about. Yeah. And, and, and we'll close out with this. I had this thought today where I believe that there's a lot of people out there and maybe this is more the younger generation um, who believes that a lot of this started with uh, the Trump administration. You know, our former president, Donald Trump, was very vocal in how he uh, dealt with his opponents. A lot of people would say he was divisive. A lot of people would say he was hateful the way he handled his debates and called people out and very childish and things like that. Right. It's not how our presidents 
are used to acting. But if you go back through time and look at some of our presidents, they may have not had that persona on the screen broadcast to every media outlet across the world like a Trump administration did or like a Biden administration is now. But we can go through and we can pick little pieces of those things and we can see it. But this happened a long, long, long time ago. When you were talking about, you know, uh, racism through the ages and the presidential museum uh, for Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln and yeah. things like that, you go back and look at some of those things. You do some you do some research. It'll show you that the things that were said back then were way worse, way worse. than what is being said today. And we are just so ultra sensitive to it. You know, those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you're probably seeing my face is beat red. I'm cringing every time I bring something up. I'm very uncomfortable talking about this conversation because I know how the eye test look, and I know you're going to probably yell at me for this, David, but the eye test for me is that, you know, I'm this, you know, I'm a white guy who has a barely an opinion and you should just shut the hell up because you know, you have no idea what oppression looks like. I do understand that, but I also understand that we are in a fight and we, we need to come together to be able to figure this out. Have we gone too far? I don't know. I guess we'll see. But the scary thing to me is whenever I cringe about this, whether it's The Rock, you know, mocking the Chinese language or whether it's, you know, someone splicing together a bunch of N-words to show that Joe Rogan's, you know, Satan, it, it really scares me at the amount of weapons at people's disposal and how this is going to continue. It should forward. scare you. It scares me. Like if a person's not afraid, they're not taking it serious, right? It is a terrifying thing. And you don't have to be oppressed to have an opinion on this. This is something that's going to affect every man, woman, and child around the planet if we don't get this figured out between us. And we've got to come together and have to learn. We have to like be like, let's put down the weapons, right? I'm talking about the verbal intellectual weapons. Let's put down the weaponry and actually come come together and work these things out because all it does is it makes each side go further into their corner and bolster their belief system. It doesn't help bring it down, right? And like you said before, all you have to do is look at history. History will tell you this never turns out well if right. this doesn't get changed. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think that one message is being amplified more so than others because again, when I go through and look at the comments from these videos and from Joe Rogan's Instagram that had sixty six thousand comments, and I scrolled and scrolled, and I don't go on social media, so for me to even be on Instagram for that ten minutes watching the video and then scrolling made my skin crawl. However, as I was scrolling, I kept telling you. I'm four, five, 10, 12 scrolls down, right. and there was not a negative comment to be to be had. So when you look at legacy media, like the the piece that ABC News put out about Joe Rogan and all these sorts of things, and Spotify, you know, attempting to do what they can to silence him, it just goes to show you that if you look at the comments, just pay attention to what people are saying, that's not the message that's being amplified. Yeah. The message that's being amplified is, is that this is a horrible person and he needs to be canceled. The reality is people are like, go, Joe. You go, Joe. Keep doing what you're doing. We just need more and more people to look at the truth of what is being said. And I think that's why we do these Full Throttle Thursdays. We have a conversation. Some people come into our platform and are like, I just, I like it when David teaches. This is a teachable moment. This is you teaching people to pay attention. Think for yourself. And I love the distinction. My big takeaway during this during this conversation has been the difference between arguing and debate. We need to ditch the arguments and we need to be able to have a thought-provoking debate between yeah. people, sure. whatever your your you know nationality, your race, your creed, whatever you might be, have a good conversation with someone and don't try to prove them wrong, but listen to one another. That's the message. Listen to one another, 
figure this thing out. I think it can get better, but you're right. We just have to keep paying attention to it. And we have to look at what the real problems are. And one of the real problems that we have is our value system has not been updated to our technology. You're right. Our technology is now superseding our values. It is, it, it, we have, it has taken over our mind and yeah. that's, and that's a, that's a real problem. Well, that's for another show. That's true. But, Absolutely. But that's and it. and the, the beauty of this, when this drops, you know, the information may have changed. So we'll just let you know straight up as we walk out. The, a lot of things have ha- may have happened between the time we recorded this until the time it comes out. But just know this, good conversations happen when people come together and are able to listen to one another. You know, what Joe Rogan is doing and what other people are doing, like it or, you know, hate it. That's entirely your yeah. opinion, but we can come together and make this right. Yeah. So, and as we were talking earlier, I mean, I'm getting closer and closer to doing this as a live stream, so that yeah. uh, uh, these it's on a regular basis. I'd love to hear, you know, and that's the thing: we're not here to prove people wrong, and we're not here to be on the right side of this or the wrong side of that. We're just here to have a good conversation. I think if more and more people were having these conversations, the difference is, and the danger in this is that it's on tape. Yeah. Right. So people can go back and say, oh, look at this guy back right. in such and such. Time. You know, that's yeah. the scary part about it. But the reality is when taken in context, good things can come out of these conversations. It's only scary if you're afraid of like if you stand up to it and own it, which Joe did. Right? Yeah, he did. He, I thought that was going to squash the whole debate. Well, so, so here's the thing. It doesn't matter what Joe does. There will be people that have now framed him in their mind because that's the safe thing to do for them. Yep. Right. So if, if Joe is smart, what Joe will do is he'll just continue to be authentic, yeah. continue to be Joe. If he makes a mistake, he'll apologize for the mistake and move forward. That's what he's always done. He has never had a problem with that. He's no. never had a problem well, he apologizing. He just happens to be the fucking target right now. Absolutely. He it, is. He's the it. voice of a generation. He probably didn't, you know, when he left Fear Factory, he probably didn't believe he'd be the well, voice of this Coca-Cola generation. Coca-Cola is the voice of a generation. Coca- that's right. Joe exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think that's a, that's a great way to walk out with this. I think, you know, it, I'm interested to see, will this affect the content on his platform? I, I have said it before. I, I was not a, a Joe Rogan fan. I've gotten more and more into him. Uh, you've been on me for years to make sure and listen to this guy. I pick and choose what I listen to, but I've been listening listening to him more and more because he does, he's curious. We need more curiosity in our it, life. I'll just keep giving me. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We could go on for days. It's with not this. so much Joe. It's the fact that he brings interesting people on to listen to. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, nothing against Joe. I like, yeah, like totally, Joe. He totally. seems like a great guy. He knows how to have an intelligent conversation. But he, it wouldn't be any fun to listen to him if he didn't bring interesting people on exactly. to talk about, right? I mean, he talks about things that interest a lot of people. Otherwise, people would not listen to him. Yeah, right. exactly. So and that's 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 why I was on you about, like, watch these because yeah. he's fascinating individuals. It's true. That he's it's true. On. You know, he brings on people to talk about aliens. It brings on people, ex-Navy SEALs, to talk about warfare. I like, can't wait to bring people on to talk about aliens. I know, right? I we do. need to bring in an I alien do. expert. If you're out there, if you're an alien expert, reach out to oh, the show. I just need to do that. We'll totally do that. That'd be great. <laughs> but just, be swamped. Yeah, it, it's, it's fascinating. Thanks for a good conversation today, David. We will uh, keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. Hey, everyone. BT and I just finished up uh, an episode where we talked about Joe Rogan and all the problems that he's he's having with uh, his use of the N-word and how he's had to take down a lot of videos around that. And later on during the day, I happened to notice that Sam Harris dropped a podcast kind of explaining his thoughts and giving his thoughts around what Joe's going through and what's happened to Joe um, and also about what Joe did and, and Sam's take on it. And 
Personally, I thought it was brilliant. I've never heard anybody explain this problem and articulate it as well as Sam did. So what I decided to do was to include a clip uh, in the link for this uh, below so that you can listen to the podcast yourself. It's, it's quite short. He's just explaining his thoughts on what happened with Joe. I don't always agree with Sam. I think Sam's a great guy. I do have some disagreements with some of the things that he says, but I think he's right on about this. Give it a listen and think for yourself. There you have it, everyone. Talking a little bit about Joe Rogan. It seems like every single week something comes up around our friend Joe Rogan, and uh, this week was no exception. We do appreciate you listening, and we do understand that uh, David and I have you know good debates here and there. I tend to agree with them because that's just how I am. It's how I go about my business. But I think if you really stop and think about what's going on, take some time to really do your research and to understand what is happening as the freedom of speech is slowly and surely being eroded in this country. There are things that we can do and having intelligent conversations like we have here is part of that. So do us a favor, ring the bell down below. Make sure you subscribe to the channel so you get all this content delivered to you each and every week. We're dropping videos on this channel and also our David Nagel channel all the time. So check it out. Come to this with a strong, clear mindset and good things are going to happen because of it. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you on the next Successful Mind Podcast. Later. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.